everyone. Welcome to What's the Bible Say, Episode 8. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Stephanie. And we are smack dab in the middle of the most wonderful time of the year, the time we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And I know I've mentioned this before in a previous episode, but I do love Christmas. All things Christmas. The lights, <laughs> the sights, the sounds, the smells. I even love all of the cheesy Christmas movies that come out. I could do like a marathon month of cheesy Christmas movies. Yeah, well, you're in luck because they're coming. Um, but, <laughs> and I especially love, I love the lights and I love the smells. But also coming up is a very important holiday week for the Jewish people known as Hanukkah. And it starts December 7th and goes to the 15th. And honestly, I, I know a little bit about Hanukkah, but not that much. And I'm learning. Before I met Ronnie, I used to nanny for this Jewish, Orthodox Jewish family. And it was so interesting being around their family and watching how they did life. And I tell you, I've always respected the Jewish people, but my respect for them grew even greater because I just was so amazed with how they honored their special days yeah. and their celebrations. They do that like no other people on earth. I know. And I couldn't even imagine getting to have that experience. Yeah. Um, I That's know awesome. that that impacted your life dramatically. You know, every year at Hanukkah, when it comes around, I can't help but wonder, could there be some kind of connection between Christianity and Hanukkah? Like, is there something we could or should be celebrating mm -hmm. during the Hanukkah season? You know, like there's a connection between Passover and Good Friday. Could there be a connection between Hanukkah and Christianity somewhere in there? So in today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to, to look back at the history of Hanukkah, and then we're going to find out what's the Bible say, why does it matter, and how can we apply it to our lives? I am so glad that you suggested this, Stephanie, because I just, I love learning, and not just for knowledge mm -hmm. sake, but also for inspiration and revelation. Yeah. And this particular episode, I think that you're really going to be inspired by what we talk about today. So I'm excited about it. I know I was in studying for it, preparing yeah. for it. So I'm, I'm excited to dig in. Yeah. So, well, let's start with actually the word Hanukkah. I mean, it's not a word we use. So what exactly does Hanukkah mean? So yes, it's not a word we typically use, but it means to dedicate or to inaugurate Okay. And it has such a rich history dating back to around 168 BC. So that was before Christ was born. Right. Okay, so tell us how it got started. What happened? Okay, so this is such a cool story. And um, there was this king, and I'm really going to mess, mess up his name, so I'm going to go <laughs> through it slowly. He no, was, you have to say it, not me. <laughs> I know, right? It was Antiochus IV Epiphanes, king of Seleucids. The Seleucids <laughs> were. <laughs> Glad you had to say it, not me. He's going to be King A from now on, right? So, okay. um, and he was king over the Assyrian Empire, which was huge and vast, bigger than what we're familiar with in our modern day uh, geography. But he wanted more land and more property and more people. So he invaded Judea and Jerusalem. And when he and the army went in, they slaughtered thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of Jewish people. They desecrated the temple. They outlawed the Jewish religion. They even started sacrificing um, pigs in the Jewish temple, and they erected a statue or an altar to Zeus and required the Jewish people to stop worshiping Yahweh God and to worship Zeus instead. And so it was, it was a tragic event that happened in history yeah. of the Jewish people. And then around uh, 165 BC, there was a man named Judah Maccabee. He and his four brothers 
led this crusade to free their people. And so he led the Jews to successfully oust out King A and all of the army that accompanied him. Get rid of them, guys. And that account that I just shared with you, you can find in one of the Apocrypha books called First Maccabees. And okay. you can find it in chapter 4, I think it's in verses 36 through 59. Okay. So I know that, that Hanukkah is a multi-layered celebration because they have, first of all, they're celebrating the defeat of the enemy, which mm -hmm. is amazing. And also the rededication of the temple because it had been so desecrated. But also... I, as far as I understand, that one of the main components is about a miracle that has to do with oil and candles, correct? Yes, yes, correct. You can't find it in Maccabees, but you can find it in what's known as the Talmud. Now, the Talmud is a collection of writings that was compiled during the 3rd and the 6th and the centuries, and it is the primary source for Jewish tradition and Jewish law. And that's where we find the story about the, the candles and the, the miracle okay. of the oil. Yes. So the story is that after they had cleared and cleaned the temple, they wanted to dedicate that temple back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And they only had enough purified oil for one day. But they really mm -hmm. wanted to just dedicate it to the Lord so badly that they were like, you know what, we're just going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And so they lit that one candle, which was only supposed to last for one day, but it lasted for eight days. Amazing. Amazing, which Amazing. by the way is the amount of time it takes for the, the oil, new oil, to be, you know, pressed, prepared, and purified for use in the temple. God's provision. Unbelievable. So I did hear something really interesting uh, about people when they celebrate Hanukkah is because of the miracle of the oil, they eat a lot of fried food that week. So I'm like, I like that one, like fried donuts, and they have other like potato cakes that they eat. And so, but you know, it makes me think that that's a good idea for us too. Like, are there things that God has done for our life, in our lives, like miracles? And we can incorporate some traditions into our life to remind us about what God has done, because that was an amazing provision that God provided. It was, and it was a miracle. And so that's why we celebrate Hanukkah. And a quick tidbit about the menorah, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the light that was, or the candle that was lit was on the menorah. And in the menorah means lampstand or candlestick in, in Hebrew. And the original menorah was a seven branch menorah, three on the outside and one in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it was only to be used inside the temple. And it was to be used and created and made as instructed by God to Moses in Exodus chapter 25. I think that's verse 31 through 40 where you can find it. Yeah, and if you've ever been to Israel, if you ever get a chance to go to Israel, I know that you will see this because it's right outside the Temple Mount. There is a six and a half foot tall, seven branch menorah. And let me tell you, it is impressive. And, and this is what's so exciting. The Jews have made this. To in preparation for the third temple wow. to go into the third temple, wow. it's like prophecy is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. But this menorah is is made out of bronze, but it was overlaid with ninety five pounds of gold. It weighs like a half a ton, and of course, it's like worth two three million dollars. I don't know exactly, but it's enclosed in this bulletproof glass, which wow. obviously you can imagine. But it is stunning. But the Hebrew, I mean the. And Hanukkah is celebrated with a nine-branch menorah. Mm -hmm. So what? why two more branches? Well, first of all, I sure am jealous that you got to see that because yes, I would love amazing. to see that. But the nine-branch menorah is reflective of that miracle, that well, one container of oil that was only supposed to last one day 
lasted eight days. And of course, the ninth candle is the one in the middle that's it's known as the servant candle. Okay. And it's the one that's used to light all of the other candles. And, and so that's the, the reason for our nine branch now as we celebrate Hanukkah, which is different than the one used in the temple. Okay. And also a little another tidbit is menorahs that were made like the seven branch was made to be strictly used in the temple. Okay. So they wouldn't use one exactly in that configurement outside of the temple. That makes sense. It would go against the, the Jewish law. Also, another quick tidbit about Hanukkah is that it's not only known as Hanukkah, it's known as a Feast of Dedication or the Festival of Light. So, so here's a quick question, though. So if it happened, like, before Christ was born, I'm just curious, why wouldn't it have been mentioned, that event, why wouldn't it have been mentioned in the Old Testament? Right, so it wasn't mentioned in the Old Testament because it happened during the 400 years of silence. Oh, Yeah, which okay. is known as the inter intertestamental period as well. And so you wouldn't see that in the Old Testament at all. But the Bible does refer to this feast. I just taught this the other day, not long ago, and I, I just made the connection that the Feast of Lights or the Feast of Dedication or the Festival of Lights, that actually is Hanukkah. And I did not know that. So let's talk about, well, what does the Bible say about Hanukkah? Because it is in there. So this is really cool because the scripture actually does talk about Hanukkah. And it's, it's one of those things you're like, wow, aha moment. This is what Hanukkah is all about. And mm -hmm. Jesus is showing up because in John chapter 10, verses 22 and 23, it says, now it was the, the Feast of Dedication, which is the Festival of Lights, which is a.k.a. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And it was in Jerusalem and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. What's really cool about this passage is we see three things. We see where he was was a feast of dedication or Hanukkah. We see that he was in Jerusalem and it was winter. So we know the season um, in which it was celebrated. And we know he went to the porch where he was. He went to the Solomon's porch, which there's a portico over there that's kind of shielded and protected. And so he would have been over there because of the time of year that it was. And so that's just kind of a little cool tidbit there. But before Jesus celebrated the Feast of Dedication, or what we know as Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights, at the temple, he said this in John chapter 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Which, by the way, many theologians, they believe that his listeners would have actually been able to connect his claim to be the light of the world with the upcoming Festival of Lights, Absolutely. Hanukkah. He also, again, another time in John chapter 9, verse 5, he identifies himself as the light of the world right before the Festival of Lights when he said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Mm. And then yeah. later on, he calls us to take responsibility mm. to be that light, to fearlessly and unashamedly be the light of the world. Yes, that reminds me of Matthew 5. Right. 14 through 16. You remember those verses? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, which is the Greek equivalent yeah. to menorah, uh -huh. and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So Jesus is such a master mm -hmm. teacher taking things, everyday things, and, and showing himself through them. I just love that. Like So he is like that middle servant light in the middle of the menorah. That's like Jesus being the light. And then he lights us. <laughs> it's so cool. And then he sets us ablaze 
so that we can go out yeah. and shine his light to this lost right. and dark world. Yeah. So why does this matter for us? I mean, as Christians, we don't necessarily celebrate Hanukkah. So, right. We, we don't celebrate Hanukkah necessarily. Maybe we should, like you said. But Hanukkah holds so much um, history for us that kind of points us to Jesus. All the Jewish holidays really point us yeah, to Jesus do. more. So though we might not celebrate it, it points us to Jesus. We get to know God more through those holidays. We get to know um, who he is. And, and it causes me to be super thankful of how he's revealed himself yeah. to us in his word. Yes. And through all of these holidays that come up, in you know. Pictures. Yeah, and it's beautiful. So what does this mean for us? How? Let's, let's just talk about like three ways that we can apply this mm -hmm. to our lives. <clears throat> so I think you kind of just mentioned the first one is really study the scriptures. Yeah. You know, I never realized until just recently when I was studying for my class the other day that the Feast of Dedication is Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. And that is so exciting. I just, you know, I want to encourage you every single day, read your Bible. Yes. And I know every day is not going to be this aha moment. But if you continue at it and you keep reading, you keep seeking, the Bible promises that you will find him. Yeah, and I love the aha moments. You know, I do. but if you're not reading every day, you, you're, you're not going to have any aha That's moments. Right. So, but two, I would say we need to be who we are. I'm constantly Ooh, saying we are on a journey to becoming who we already are. And mm -hmm. so we need to embrace the fact that he has called us and equipped us to be a light for him in this very dark and dismal and crazy world that we live in. Yes. And I love that it says <clears throat> that we are the light of the world. It's not like you ought to be your Maybe one day you will, but he says you are the light of the world. Yeah, and one thing I don't want us to miss is, is Jesus was a fulfillment of prophecy. We alluded to it a minute ago when we talked about all of the, the festivals and the holidays, how they point us to Jesus. Jesus is threaded throughout Scripture from beginning to the end, and, and he yes. is the fulfillment of a prophecy that God one day was going to send a light into the world, into this very dark and depraved world. In fact, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 6, mm. it says, I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. So mm. Jesus is that light, but then he calls us to be that light and equips us to be that light. So we just need to be who we are. That's good. So study the scriptures, be who you are, and then what's one more we can take away? Okay, so I would say the last one is be unafraid. Ooh, that's good. Be unafraid mm. to shine your light of Jesus against the backdrop of such dark darkness and hostility mm -hmm. in this world right now. It just, I don't know if you're listening right now and you turn on the news for five seconds, it can kind of, it, it just seems so bleak. Yeah. You know, but, but That's why you, I don't watch the news. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's so dark out there. It is. And it's, it's hard to kind of know how to live in that. Mm -hmm. but, and I think one of the most important things we can do is to be that light. We can be unafraid. I do retreats and one of the retreats I did was uncommon, undaunted, and unafraid. One of my favorite ones you ever did. I loved it. I, and I, I learned so much from that. But God's not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us the spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. And so mm -hmm. we need to be unafraid. And I, I read this really very inspiring story of a very courageous woman named Rachel Posner. She was a wife of Rabbi Dr. Akira Posner, mm -hmm. who in 1932 took a picture of their menorah that was inside from the inside of their home. It was sitting on the window ledge and, and across the way 
there was a Nazi flag in the backdrop of that that you could see in the distance. And, and it was hanging from a large building over there. And so mm -hmm. it was this massive Nazi flag. And we're going to, by the way, we're going to have a, a picture of the picture on our website. Oh, cool. Cool. So that everybody can see it, but but it was so interesting because this this photograph was it, it spoke volumes. And on the back of that photograph, Rachel Posner wrote in German. She said, "Death to Judah," so the flag says. Mm. Judah will live forever, so the light answers. Ooh, wow! And that was Hanukkah, wow. nineteen thirty-two, one month before Hitler came in oh power. My. Such a mm. powerful picture. Yeah. of light set against the yes. backdrop of darkness and so much courage that it took because in the Jewish tradition for Hanukkah it is to set the menorah for all to see in the windows oh, wow. and and that had to take a lot of courage so no knowing hiding. all that was going on all the hatred and hostility towards the Jewish nation at that time so we need to be brave because there's a lot of hostility right now against not only Jewish people, but Christians as well. So right. we need to be who we are and be yes. that light. Be brave enough to be a light that shines for Jesus. Yeah. So in this holiday season, be courageous and be a light. But here's what I love, too, is that it's not like you have to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps yeah. and try to do this on your own. You're not alone. Yeah. First of all, that's one of the beauties of the body of Christ is to have other brothers and sisters mm -hmm. that you can encourage each other but if you had no one else you always have the Lord because he promised that he would never leave you or forsake you mm -hmm. and that he can be your strength and he can help us be courageous so thank you so much for joining us today on what's the Bible say if you enjoyed this episode then please by all means share it um, you can find us on our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel and of course, we're on our website at whatsthebiblesay.org. And you can find our show notes and all the links so you can um, connect with us there. And don't forget, look on our Facebook page and you can find that picture. It's very inspiring, mm -hmm. very telling. Um, but before we leave, I just want to um, give you this one quote from Irving Greenberg. Listen to this. The proper response, as Hanukkah teaches, is not to curse the darkness but to light a candle, which wow. reminds me of Matthew 5, 16. And I'll leave you with this. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Happy Hanukkah, everyone.